Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. All right, everybody. Hey, welcome back to the front line. I'm Pastor Chavez. I'm Brother Jesse Pena. We are getting started on this next episode. Amen. Thanks for being with us again. Yeah, it's good to have everybody back. We are going to talk about... Communication this episode, because it is something that is vital. It's important. Every servant leader, it's definitely a tool that you want to have in your toolbox if you are looking or seeking after the role of a good servant leader that we've been hitting on these past episodes. Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to be a servant leader, you need to be or try to become an effective communicator. Right. Um, And sometimes that's not always talking. No. Um, It is something that I think often gets overlooked because you get, you know, and it, it... Learning your scripture is important. Right. We've talked about finding a mentor. It's important. Um, but something, you know, once you get all that, how do you communicate that? And that's hopefully this episode, by the time we're done, you'll kind of have some something, take something away from this that will help you be an effective communicator. Right. But just as important as relaying a message, you definitely want to be able to stop and, and listen, right? You want to be able to. Listen it to whoever it is. Um, make some observations. Those are all part, uh, skills that you'll need to be a good communicator. Um, I, I and think we'll, we say a lot of times, know your audience. Yeah, that, right. But perfect. don't think that that's that doesn't mean know your congregation. Right. Know your audience means know who you're talking to. Yeah. Well, they say know your audience because then you're going to now kind of adjust your message. Right. Where we when we're going to talk about that, you got to know. Where do you stand? And you got to deliver from there. You can't really water it down at all, right? Right. Yep. But, um, you know, we talked about, why do you think, Pastor, why do you think this gets overlooked, the the skill of communication? Why do you think that is? Well, because everyone wants to believe that everybody understands what I'm saying. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's how everything gets miscommunicated. Right. right? Everyone wants to believe. It gets overlooked because everyone wants to believe they're a good communicator. Yeah. Everyone just believes I'm a naturally good communicator. Um, it's hard, uh, especially if you're a preacher. If you're a preacher, you're just going to assume that you're a good communicator. Well, I got great messages. I'm a preacher. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to hear me. Yeah. Or even everyone's going to want to listen to me. And we're not even talking behind the pulpit. Um, we're talking on one-on-one settings. Right. Um, everybody just wants to listen to me. Everybody understands me. Um, and I believe that's why it gets looked over so very much on the work how on how I'm communicating, working on me as a as a communicator is a, a very serious task. <laughs> yeah, you know it opened my eyes to you know communication. I went through this uh, academy as like non commissioned officer NCO A you know right. NCOA non commissioned officer academy. And they did this example on how to build a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Yep. And that, one, that it gets yep. comical. You know, I can tell you it's not as easy. Yep. You know, you tell someone, hey, open a pack of bread. You know, that's the first step you would say, like, open the pack of bread. And I watched this instructor. He just, like, from the ripped very middle, it, ripped it, it open. open. Bread went everywhere. And, the, you know, the crowd, of the course, is laughing. But it's it's just a demonstration of how it is important to uh, communicate effective effectively, right? Yeah, you know what? You want to know if 
to be able to judge yourself to see if you're a man and you're married and you want to know if you're a good oh, communicator, <laughs> talk to your wife, see if she understands you. Oh, um, see if you can walk her through know. a putting together a peanut butter jelly sandwich. See if she can walk you through it. See if you're a good instructor. That'd be good you can little follow instructions. marriage uh, session. You're going to need did counseling that. after that. Though. I did be that careful. here. <laughs> I actually did that here. Yeah. I had. Okay. And I, you know, I told, I, I brought several men up at different times. Mm-hmm. And then I brought a lady up as well and uh, told them to walk me through. I'm going to build the peanut butter and jelly sandwich mm-hmm. and you're going to walk me through it. And it was rough. Yeah. It, it was rough. Um that's a great exercise if you want to know if you're ever a good communicator. But I think often uh, we we over-focus on everything we have to offer. Just like I'm like, I've built a million peanut butter jelly sandwiches. I got this down. I can effectively communicate that, right? Yeah. Versus, you know, someone's you, – you think like you start to – you know, this is getting back into the pride thing. You have to be able to – understand maybe i'm not that great of a communicator you know maybe it's not they're not the problem i'm the problem right because you might get in this mindset where it's like well i'm communicating it effectively how come they can't do this right i'm teaching them how to pray how come they don't pray like this and we talked about it last episode where we're being the example you know yeah uh you have to you know are you setting the example are you being um are you being demonstrative Demonstrative. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds <laughs> demonstrate. Are you demonstrating? I, there you go. That's. <laughs> I feel like the you guy can be demonstrative <laughs> in your examples if you'd like. That's Am funny. I demonstrating the correct way <laughs> to pray, to come to church, to the attitude? Right. Because we carry a demeanor, whether we think so or not. We do carry an entire demeanor when we walk in the church. You know, am I walking with a smile, even if I just got in a fight? You know, with my wife, my kids, whatever. Right. Absolutely. Am I walking in with a smile on my face? knowing that someone may be watching as soon as I walk in. Um, there's, this, uh, there's this saying that as a species, we remember 85 to 90% of what we see, but less than that we, uh, in what we hear. It's only 15% of what we actually hear. Yeah, just think about that statistic. Yeah. What I look at, what I actually see, I remember about 80. I can remember 85 to 90% of that. Um, and... What I hear, I'm only going to remember about 15% That's wild. Yeah, of, what, of that, it. of what I hear. And think about that in regards to teaching a Bible study. Think about the person you're teaching to. Yeah. What they see and what they hear. Right. While you're teaching them. Wow. And think about that in a conversation of what a person sees. Right. How often, and this just made me think of this right now. Um, how often have we heard people say that they're a Christian, but we see them drinking? Mm-hmm. You see them. You remember that. Right. You, re- you remember. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a staggering statistic. Um, that is a really staggering. And as a servant leader, I think we all need to take inventory of that statistic for ourselves and how we communicate to others those that we're discipling or those that we're working with, those that we're trying to lead. Um, it just goes to show that uh, our example, what people see in us sometimes or many times is so much bigger than what they hear from us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we talked about demonstrating, you have to, you know, you have to walk the walk. And, and that is, that is um, even, you know, if we can be honest, like as, some you got to self-assess. You know, we all fall short of the glory oh, yeah. of God. 
but you need to be able to look yourself in the mirror, you know, lay your head down and know like, Hey, I'm living the best I can. I might've messed up, you know, and let me just be honest, like in the military, it, it is one of the things that I have struggled with throughout my military and career, right. especially when I first got in church, that was a, that was my proving grounds. You know, the, some of the things that I had to um, give to God and say, Hey, look, I, I want to get here. I'm, I'm just not there yet. And he worked on me and, and, you know, I could look back today and say, Hey, don't rem- remember, don't go there. Right. You are already, you're so far from there. Don't go back there. So, yeah. And that and, is just a and relate walk. these concept, this concept right here simply, you know, so I think sometimes we talk about concepts or things and being a servant leader, what we've done in the last six or so, this is episode seven, I think, but in the last six and some of them are kind of broad concepts and we want to relate them to the big picture, but relate this little to relay them to the little things to help change behavior. So if you think about your example in your own personal home, mm-hmm. if your kid, if you're a father or a mother and you just punished your child from eating Doritos when they weren't supposed to be eating Doritos and that child walks away and now they're out of the picture, they're in their room now or doing whatever. I'm, I'm telling you, don't let that kid see you eating Doritos for a while. Yeah. Don't let them walk in there and see the Dorito <laughs> bag in your hand and you're munching down. Yeah. Because what they just saw is going to stick a lot more in their head. Like they told me not to, and they're doing it yeah. in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they're going to see. And you've got to be responsible for that. And so when we're relaying biblical concepts, and I say biblical concept, being a Christian, being a Christian, when we're, we're trying to show someone how to be a Christian, stay away from, uh, stay away from do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Stay, stay away from that. Yeah. Okay. That, and that's something, you know, um, that could be, we talked about cultural, um, you know, uh, generational curses. That mm-hmm. could be a generational curse. It is where, you know, that is just a mindset of, um, of an entire upbringing, but that's like the good thing about coming, um, you know, getting a mentor in your life that'll break you of that and try to help you. Um, essentially get delivered of that. You guys say break you of it. I mean, it is a bad habit, but in fact, that could be a spiritual battle right. that you and your, your, you know, your family can go through. If you have children, um, that could be something you pass along to them in, in their parenting. And I, yeah, that's, I've heard it, you know, and I, you know, some of the stuff I'm still even trying today to train myself. It's right. like the fake it till you make it, um, you All know, do as stuff. I say, not yeah. as I do. Those are, those, you know, those are, those that require no accountability. Right. All of that requires no accountability. Yeah. I can fake it till I make it. That requires yeah. no accountability. No, it, no, pray and have, yeah. And that's a different subject and maybe needs to be a podcast of its own. <laughs> right. But the fake it till you make it concept mm. is so bad. It, it, it is, it is extremely bad, especially in the church. You know, if, if there is something that you're not, that's not sitting well with you, find a place to pray until you understand it. You need to find a place to pray until you understand. Don't fake worship. Don't fake oh, Bible study. Yeah, Don't on. fake yeah. those things. Just you, you've you've got to get your heart into it. Don't fake living for God until you make it. No, find a place yeah. of humility and 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 deal with yourself. And don't. Don't ever be the person that says, "Do as I say, not as I do." As a servant leader in the church, it is such a bad thing. You know, go to the work day, but I'm not going to be there. All just kinds of stuff. Just those examples are horrible, and people see it. People see it. New converts, other leaders in the church, your pastor, he sees it. I promise you, he sees it. He may not, he may not say anything, but he sees it. I, we were just, 
We were just talking about this a second ago. Somebody called me for their, you know, someone was calling me for an opinion and I gave them my opinion. Um, and they tried to convince me otherwise. And so I didn't say anything. I just said, <laughs> okay, yeah, what you want to do is great. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Sounds, sounds wonderful. <laughs> you know, it, it just, if get out of your biases yeah. so that way you can, um, disciple people the right way right. and people can see that you back up what you're saying with your life and your actions yeah. and your lifestyle. It's like you said, our first episode, they're going to know. They're going to know. They're going to know. The soldiers are, are going to know. Soldiers are going to know. People are going to know. New converts are going to know. Yeah, they're going to know. Um, do what's right. And, you know, going back, it may not be, it may not be the fact that, you know, maybe if you're uh, discipling somebody or showing them the way that they're not listening or they can't comprehend but, you know, it, it may be something that's foreign to them. That right. is, it's it's just so different than what they have been taught. Um, and that takes a lot of patience. You know, it takes it takes you observing, um, listening. This right. is all communication. We're still, I mean, it, it may sound like actions or, or stuff that you're doing, but this, the, again, the good servant leader is going to take note and right. they're, going, they're going to act on that and they're going to communicate the best way that they know how. Right. More often than not, I've learned even, and I've just dealt with such a variety of people, both in the military, when I worked with young people, it's not that they aren't listening or they don't want to listen. It is right what you said, but I put it this way. They can't because that's just not how they're going to get it by hearing you talk. Right. They're going to get it by seeing what you do, by the example by looking at it, by seeing it, um, you can't verbalize a math assignment. You have to visualize it. Mm. So you got to walk them through that visually, so they can see that problem worked out. Same way is going to be living for God. You're 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 not going to verbalize um, how to live for God, and you can try, and we can think up great words. But on an individual basis of teaching someone a Bible study, befriending someone, let's throw Bible study and preaching out of this for a moment, being close to someone, having a conversation with them, trying to influence them into being a Christian, you're not going to verbalize that. They're not, it's just not, it's, it's almost never going to happen. But what is going to happen is they're going to see, they're going to see, are you really living the way you're professing to live? Okay, well, then you know what? I want to be like you. This is, this really is who you are. This really is um, your lifestyle. It's not a joke. Yeah. Right? And, and we talked about that, like your your style of, of leading or just living, right? Because people are going to gravitate towards that. Right. They're going, to, they're going to want to get closer to that because the truth is appealing. Right. What we what we have in in I mean anyone listening that is is living an apostolic life, you're going to you could even note that these things are things that have helped you so much in your life and people want that. They just don't they don't know that, you know, until until you can until you live your life in front of them. Yeah. You're, I mean, the way you live your life is your testimony. That is right. the biggest outreach tool in in, you know, right. in our in our faith. So, you, I really you can't, like that. I mean, I guess the the whole Part of it, and I love what you said, is that it's it. So a lot of times, it's not that they're not listening to you. 
It's they can't visualize themselves doing it. Right. Oh, 100%. Yes. Right? That, yep. They cannot visualize that. And so it's your responsibility to help them visualize it. And that's not going to be through telling them. It's going to be through showing them. Yeah, showing them how to. Yes. Showing them how to pray. You, you, we talked about that last episode. If they're just showing the inkling of wanting to know how, you know, hey, you, you were, man, I've never seen anybody pray like that up there. Right. And, and you say like, hey, it, you can do it. Let's, you know, next service, I'll come grab you. And, and this is, you know, and this right. may be just getting more into to that. But man, I've seen many of people come up here not knowing they just look lost. Yeah. But then someone will go over there and just like, hey, this is what everyone's doing, you know? Absolutely. On the, you know, yeah. on the grand scale of things, pastor will say, you know, don't, hey, parents, if you want your kids to worship, don't sit in your pew. Get out of your pew. Go worship. Like, bring them out. Show them how to do it. Now, on an individual, smaller basis, you know, you want someone to um, stop drinking, well, then show them that you can have a good time at home without drinking. Yeah, you got to show them how, so they can right. visualize. I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can get into this. Um, and as a, as a servant leader, that kind of communication is a big deal. It, it if you don't need to be an orator to be a soul winner, you don't need to be an orator in order to disciple people. You just need to be able to show them. Absolutely, and you know, again, the, uh, going back to the communication piece, like uh, you know, we talked about listening, being able to stop and realize. I got to listen. I want to hear the needs, right, uh, of, of somebody. But yes, you also, you, you will have to communicate. You will have right. to speak something. And there's a scripture I was looking up is Proverbs 18 and 21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall uh, eat the fruit thereof. Right. So it's, it's people that hear what you're saying and sense the Genuinity, genuine. And yeah. I need to work on my vocabulary, Pastor. <laughs> when they right. can see the the how genuine you are about yeah. it, they, uh, you know, they they're gonna they're gonna benefit from it. They're right. gonna start to be enticed by it. Yeah, so absolutely. You know, it, and I think that that goes as far as the power of a tongue. Um, that's such a big and important scripture. It it's a vital scripture, but I think it's deeper than just what you say. It's what you show. Yeah. Right, it's what you show. Also, um, and people are going to eat the fruit of, and so they're—that's an action. Um, they're going to become what you say, but it's bigger. Show them. Be a, be visual. Be um, action. Be someone who who doesn't just say it, but they also show it. And that's deeper than what I was even thinking when I when I read that. Right now, yeah. I was like. <clears throat> Because I think of speaking life or death into someone, you know, and, and and that is important. But I like, I like what you said. Um, but the the point I was you know making when I was reading that is like, as a communicator, you do have to kind of watch, you know, what you say, how you say it. You want to be, you know, know that is where you kind of should use wisdom and know your audience. Now you're gonna, not going to water down, dilute um, our truth or gospel or anything like that. But you definitely want to make sure that you are. Uh, that you're that if there's someone that is is just getting in, you're not gonna you're not gonna give them meat. You know they're right. not gonna get the strong meat yet. Right. You know it's gonna take them a while to to um, get in, get comfortable. Um, you know you're you're not gonna correct. Uh, you're not gonna fix the bad habits in in one day like that. If you're you got to build a relationship, get in the proximity. Now, if you say stuff, you know 
the power of life and death is in the tongue. If you say stuff that takes you out of their proximity, you're not going to be effective at all. Right. That's part of being an effective communicator. So, you know, whereas you may have the truth and it's, it's ready and it's ripe for them, you get to choose as a communicator how much I'm going to give to them at this point in time. Right. Am I going to, am I going to lay into them? Do they really even know or are they ready to comprehend this? Because it may be something over their head or out of their purview and you want to take your time with that. You want to make sure that you're, that you're building that relationship before you can sit there and really kind of, um, give them that. It may be strong feedback. We all need it, but you have to understand, are they ready to receive it? That is like, that's, I think the communication basics is sending a message and then how is my, how is the receiver going to receive right. it? So right. important. Yep. It's good. Very good. Um, you know, we need to understand this and, and here going into communication, we must understand the importance of biblical communication as a servant leader. Yes. What do you stand for? Right. Oh man. What do you stand for? What, if you're going to be a servant <laughs> leader, what, what do you stand for? Now there is, there's definitely a way I can take this as a pastor because oh. you should, you should stand for the things your pastor stands for. Absolutely. You yes. should be interested in being involved in the things that your pastor wants to be involved in, in regards to the church, the vision of the church, how the church has grown, how, how is worship conducted? How is pre-service prayer conducted? How is my lifestyle conducted? All those things. Um, <clears throat> what you stand for should be an extension of what your pastor stands for as a servant leader. Um, He's got the mission for the church in that city. Absolutely, yeah. He's got the mission for the church in that city, um, and he's got a plan on how to get there. And as a servant leader in the church, it's your job to help execute that plan, not execute your own plan, right? And so that that can cause a lot of chaos um, in a church with people that want to execute their own plan, Um and, you know, of course, there's ways we can go into that. And, you know, everybody wants their time to shine. Everybody, every preacher or every local minister can feel or fight feelings that their pastor's holding them back. Um, you know, or that, you know, they can feel that way or they can think, well, my pastor doesn't think I'm good enough. And there's all kinds of self-defeating oh, yeah. stuff that people think and go through um, during that. But you you need to find out where you stand. You need to know what, what kind of life am I leading with me? If you're married with your spouse, if you're a parent with your kids, if you know, you got a job, where do I stand at with my job? All those things, because it matters in discipling new converts, where I stand, how I deal with problems at my job, um, is going to matter to a new convert that's going to run into problems at their job. It's going to run into problems with their relationships. It's, yeah. They're going to run into all those issues. And so you need to know where you stand. Um, so that way you can communicate proper biblical solutions. Absolutely. Right. Proper biblical solutions to that, to the person that you're discipling or that you're working with as a servant leader. Um, you got to have that vision and you need to have that uh, idea. You know, the biggest thing I, I think always, I've always, um, I want to get, uh, have comfort in is when I'm teaching anybody, am I teaching according to my pastor? Right. right. 
um, I, I told you about a situation where I was able to kind of sit down and do, and it was like an impromptu little Bible study about a question that got asked. And the biggest thing, the takeaway, I was like, I asked that person, did I answer your question? You know, did I answer your question? That was important to me. Right. Did I communicate effectively like what you wanted to know? And then, you know, and he, he assured me, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm just, you know, I'm learning. And I'm like, okay, good, good. I was like, most importantly, though, I always want to be in line with, with our pastor when we teach anything. Right. We want to make sure, you know, this is the stuff, because I know my pastor got it from the Bible. These are biblical teaching things, right? Right. I want to make sure that I stand behind my pastor. And I remember calling you after that yeah. shortly after and be like, hey, yep. this is what I said. And I, and I told, I was very upfront with like, when I taught this, I told him, hey, we always, you know, this is, if, if pastor believes I'm wrong in this, I want him to not only correct that what I told you, but then he'll come find me and correct me. And I'm, and I am accountable. Right. I'm accountable for the things I teach. So I want, you know, anyone that may be listening that may struggle with that and, and they take comfort that go get that feedback. You right. Know, go back. We're going to come back to that idea. Go get that feedback. If, if your pastor says, Hey, you know what? You taught this. I don't really agree with this. This is why. And then he'll give you the scripture. I 100% believe that every man of God will give you that scripture because that's what God equips him with. And take that and, and really think on it and, and take it. Don't, don't take it as um, self-defeating and giving you self-defeating ideas and thoughts. Right. Like, just take it as like, hey, my pastor wants to equip me with the tools that I can, I can knock that out of the park next time. Right. Um, yeah. I use this a lot in my own personal life, this biblical story, is I, I truly believe that the reason why um, – David's men became giant killers was because he killed the giant and showed him it could, they they could lean back on that and say, we can be like our King. We know that story. You know, maybe we weren't there. We know that story. We've seen the proof in the pudding with him. He's exactly what they say he is. And so I can be that too. And they killed giants. They killed Goliath's four brothers saying we, you know, we can do that. And they, they became, David's mighty men yeah. as David was a mighty man. Um, and we find that so many places in the Bible that way um, where the, the latter really can become like the former, you know, the, a son can accomplish what his father accomplishes and more, but he's always going to start with what his father accomplishes. He's never going to just go beyond that. So there's a line to follow. There's a, there's a pattern or a path to walk down. I've heard it preached before that we didn't read about, you know, giants being slayed until after David did. Right. I, that always, I always think of that That's point a, you were making yeah. right there. It's like, wow. Yeah. No, absolutely. So when you're communicating with um, disciples with, or with new disciples or new, uh, uh, new converts, I, yeah. keep, I use that word the last podcast, sounds weird. New <laughs> disciples. No, um, new converts in the church. Um Am I communicating the right message biblically? If I'm uncomfortable with it, um, don't fight that feeling of being uncomfortable. Clarify it for yourself yeah. with your pastor. Um, yes. Clarify it, study it, whatever. But don't think it, you know, we want, we want people to learn the Bible so bad. <laughs> we want them to learn truth so badly. But truth, biblical truth, is not going to matter a whole lot if the house or the home is chaos. They're going to sit with you at a Bible study and go home and just starve to death. They're they're not going to take. They're not going to remember what you said 
if they're going to go home and their baby's starving and they, they've got no food and they, all these things. So it, a lot of times as new converts, it's not another Bible study that they need. It's an example of how, how does our house run? How do we do things at home so that they can go home and put some of those things into practice, right? It's like telling the guy, um, go get your Bible. When you go home, go get your Bible, put it on your table and study it. But the guy doesn't have a table. Mm, yeah. Or read, huh. read it to your kids. But yeah. His kids don't want, but his kids don't want to come to the table. His the kids don't want to hear nothing from him oh, because wow. he was, yeah. he beat him and whatever, put it however. He was an abusive father or sure. whatever it was. They don't want to listen to him. But you're telling them, well, you got to go home and teach your kids this. They you got to get your house in order go, first. You got to go first. You got to fix that. Right. So if you're a servant leader, you're discipling someone in the church. You got to help them understand those, those basic concepts. So this really funny, and it wasn't funny at the time. It is now when I think back at it. But it's such an important lesson is when I was in the military, when I was in the army, um, we had a group of Iraqi soldiers uh, that came to our base to go through some training. We were going to teach them and train them and teach them some things. And we wanted to teach them how to accurately fire their weapon. We wanted to teach them how to tactically move in a building to be able to clear a building the way like a SWAT team clears a building. We were going to teach them all these things. They're going to spend three months with us, approximately 90 days. Okay. They came and they couldn't understand anything. And it was not a language barrier. It was not a language barrier. We're 45 days, 50 days into this. And it's like they keep forgetting everything. And they're not putting anything together. And so we're like, you know what? We're going to teach these guys how to march. We're going to teach them how to march. And it was really I don't know how the word is pitiful. Yeah. It did not look good until a very experienced who'd been overseas several time. That Sergeant, he came up to me and said, they don't know left from right. Mm. And it, it sunk in. Like when we're marching and we say, you're left, you're left, you're left, right, left. They have no idea what the left is, more or less left foot or left anything. They have no clue what that is. So they didn't have the basic building blocks of point your weapon to the left. They couldn't march on their left foot beat. They didn't even know what left was, left wow. and right. Yeah. And so we think about applying this to the church and applying it's a the biblical basics. concept right. to someone. Do not steal, do not kill, do not bear false witness. And they're like, man, I'm starving to death. You better believe I'm going to steal if I'm starving. Yeah. If my baby is crying. This is this is always like the moral question people <laughs> get asked. Is stealing wrong, right? Yeah. Yes, but, and even biblically is yeah, wrong. It's but, wrong. And I'm it's not going to – I'm not trying to get into the trickiness of that, but you're right. I mean human nature will lead people astray. You know, right. It's going to lead them yeah. to what their instinct So goes. think about – the people of Israel coming out of Egypt and God gives them the law, but he didn't just give them the law. He said, here's what you do. If you have a rash, here's what you do. If the, the, if this food has been done, this don't eat that. 
Here's how to clean water. Here's how to brush your teeth. He gave them all of these other things to help deal with them while they were in the wilderness, how to stay clean, how to do. He taught them the basics of life because all they were were slaves to Egypt before that. And so to follow God directly and obey the commandments, you've also got to do all these things in order, you know, for that, for that to work. And so when a new convert comes into the church and you want to teach them biblically, you better be able to prepare to communicate with them biblically. And that is help them get their house in order, help them understand that, right? Help them, help them get, you know, grasp that concept of what is basic living, because that is a Christian. A Christian isn't just knowing the plan of salvation or knowing what it means to be holy. It's basic behavioral concepts. And as a servant leader, unfortunately, people that are coming into the church are not from a stellar family history, right? you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. We want them saved. In fact, I prefer it over a lot of other things. And, but, um, you just need to be able to prepare. You need to be prepared to communicate with them. What's your left foot? What is left? What is the word left? Not left foot. What's left? What does that mean? What does that even mean? And then why is it important? Why is it important that I know the left? Why is it important that I know right? Why is it important that, you know, I don't fight or that I don't curse or that I don't do some of these other things? Why is that even important? So biblically communicate with them. That's Very powerful. And, uh-huh. and you know, it's, I was thinking this, like, I can think, I could just see, you know, someone coming in, like, uh, this is overzealous, like, just communicator, like, you got to get your house in order. Well, here's where, again, going back to using a little bit of wisdom in the way you communicate, you might have to see, you might have to observe, wait and see how their, their house operates, right? Right. And it's going to be very evident. Like, it's, you know, when people come in and yep. their house is out of order like that, it just, it's, it's very evident and so, we have compassion and we, and we wait, we see, we watch maybe a, a subtle Bible study. Hey, you're, especially when it comes to kids, right? Honor thy mother, thy yeah. father. And you just kind of slowly kind of like, Hey, this is how the kids should be, should behave. And then you might have to be that example. You might, they have, might have to be around you and your right. family if you're, if you're that example now. Absolutely. But now you may not think this is an, some people, whoever's listening may not think this is an advanced concept, but it is. It is. Don't tell someone to get their house in order when yours is not in order. I was, yeah. Don't tell someone like, man, you know, you, you really got to line up your kids. And then they come over to your house and your kids are out of control. Don't you, you got to stay away from that. And it's really easy to get caught up in that. Like it's the little things that new converts are going to notice. Like, Hey, you know, you didn't, you told me not to curse but you're using some words that are replacement for curse words. Mm. Sissy Um, cussing. Yeah. You're sissy cussing. And so, you know, those things matter and they know (laughs) they're going to know they're going to know. So when you're biblically communicating, you, you've, you've got to have some of these things in line. Make sure you're living what you're, what you're teaching, Mm. right? Make sure you're living what you're teaching and you're, you're prepared to show it, you know, um, Hey, you know, a good way to take care of your car is get an oil change every three and months. you're not routinely changing your, yeah. your oil. <laughs> and you ain't done it in two years. Your car is smoking when you drive yeah. up to church. <laughs> so, man, some people think, well, that's basic. No, be careful. Because yeah. there might be some of those things you're not pro- you're not practicing. And a new convert's going to walk up oh, and yeah. say, 
you just told me to do something you're not doing. And, you know, just take it as a learning lesson. Like, it's just, <clears throat> you know, you, you can lose so much credibility, but you got to take it on the chin and you got to keep moving forward. That's just part of being a servant leader. You, yep. you just have to move forward. Hey, if you, you if you lose credibility, um, do everybody a favor. Go back and get it. Yeah. Oh, like, thank you, Pastor. Right? That's good. Yeah. Do do every if you lose credibility, do everyone a favor. Go back and get it. Like go back and correct that issue, man. I know I told you to do that. I messed that up. I Own need to it. work on it. Yes. I need to fix that because that's humility. That's a servant leader. A leader is just going to move on and, sh- and and just you know shovel over it and, and just do as I say, cover it. As I do, do as I say, not as I do. They're gonna right. they're not gonna try to make it right. But that's not what a servant leader. A servant leader no. is. Hey, I messed up. I got to fix that. I got to work on this. Give them a little bit of power. That's a that's an op, op, that's an awesome opportunity to give them. A, hey, pray for me. Yeah, pray for me. Yeah, your your prayers matter. It just goes to show you, I'm vulnerable right now. I'm down. Pray for me. Yep. And and we're gonna get and and then guess what? You're gonna be right back on track, living the example. Hopefully, you know, you're again, you get everything in order and and, and sorted out, and they're gonna see. You know what? I I too, if he can fail, I can fail and still advance the way he's advancing right? right yep so what did you learn in the holy spirit and and that's that's what you're kind of we're touching on like what are you learning yeah. in the holy spirit because they're going to be biblical concepts yeah and i think some of this a lot of this sums up into this word what's what's your disposition yeah what is your disposition which means where do you st- i mean where do you stand we said that mm-hmm. what's your disposition check that every time you're around a new convert. Every time you're around the church, think about your disposition. Think about your disposition. If you're a singer, before you get up there and sing, if you're in the wrong disposition, correct it. You know, if you're going to pray, you're going to come to, the, you're going to go to work. This is talking. We're being an apostolic servant leader all of our life, not just one piece. Um, you know, you, we, we've got to know where do we stand? Um, what do we have to offer others? And, yeah. uh, can't offer something that you're not living. Don't sell goods that you're not using. <laughs> you, don't fake it till you make it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. If you would never drive a Nissan, don't be a <laughs> Nissan salesman. Yeah. Right. So to, <laughs> if you know it's a bad car, don't sell it or whatever it is. I mean, bring it home to yourself to whatever concept you want to do. Don't mm-hmm. tell someone to pray if you're not praying. Don't tell. We we knew all those things. Prayer is going to help your life, but you but it's evident that it's not helping yours because you're yeah. not praying. It's yeah. it, there. It's what you say. They're going to know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was somebody one time who expressed to me how important family dinners were. They it, it was really big to them. Like they were giving me this big show of how important family dinners were to him, and it was. A big deal. Uh, he built it up. Turned out his family, it was a foreign concept to them. He's telling everybody else how big of a deal and how important it is. Yeah. But he doesn't have family dinners with his own family. And that's bringing this concept home, right? That's really bringing this concept home. Don't do that. Stay away from that. Stay away from teaching people or giving people uh, uh, verbal examples that you don't live. 
yourself. And I'm thinking not only are you going to bring like discredit upon yourself because you're, you're lying, you know, you're mm-hmm. saying something that you, or you're contradicting yourself. You're now going to put, I, I feel like you'd put a bad taste in someone's mouth about having family dinners. Exactly. They are, and, and I would say, I'd argue they are important, but if yep. you're not doing it, don't sit there and say like, oh, it's important. You need it. And you know what's going to no be, you know what's going to be a giveaway? You're going to have a family over to your church that you or over your church, over to your house that yeah. you said family dinners are super important to me. And then you, they're going to be there. Look, and your kids are not going to know how to sit at the table and have a family <laughs> dinner. It's going to be really obvious. Like yeah. nobody knows how to do that because, you know, they don't normally do it. Not and natural. you're over there preaching. Yeah. You're over there preaching that it is. People know. Yeah. People know. Absolutely. Um, and especially people that are already, I mean, we are underneath the microscope when we, right. you know, when we live this way, cause it's so different to people and, yes. and they want to know, is it real? Is it genuine? Yep. And, uh, yeah, you're, so you're, you're being watched, you know, every, every single thing that you're doing is being watched. And, and I think at first it's just natural for people to inquire. They're just, they're just naturally curious. Like, man, these, this, this is a praying church. I know when I first watched, walked into an apostolic church, that was my experience. Like I, I saw people, I'm like, man, this cannot be, they're not going to do this all service. There's yeah. no way they're going to speak in tongues the entire service. They're going to run the aisles and yeah. dance in spirit. There's no way they're going to do this. Like right. this must be something that, you know, someone built up, but no, I mean, they got behind the preaching. Um, they were running the aisles when the preacher was, you know, driving home, you know, some biblical concepts and, and just the Holy Ghost began to move and they were running and they were just speaking in tongues and, and dancing in spirit. I'm like, man, this is real. And that is what I think just, you know, if I can just share that about my testimony is like, that is what intrigued me the most about yes. the apostolic faith is like, man, we, this is, this is legit. This is genuine. People right. mean this when they do this. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I can tell you as a, as a new convert, I was watching, I was paying attention, um, you know, and, and you want to, you want to find value in those things. Right. Oh, absolutely. Um, let's the, see. The next, uh, the next component of, of, uh, communication is being an inspiration. You know, what, what are, what or who are you inspiring? Right. Are you, are you living your life to a degree that you are, you are being an inspiration? You know, do you have, we were kind of talking about the, the family dynamics of things. Are you, is your house in order? You know? Right. So being, and this is, my mind's going so far with this right now. <laughs> yeah. We have time. If you're if you're a servant leader, do you do you desire to inspire people? Ooh. Like when you get together with someone for dinner that's a new convert, or you're gonna go out to lunch with them, or you're gonna meet them and play bass, do you desire that your spirit and your lifestyle inspire them? Like we're just going out to hang out, we're just having this whatever event, or we're just we're driving over here. Um, do you want to inspire them? If you're going to be a servant leader, every opportunity is an opportunity to inspire someone. Let me say things that inspire people. Let me do things. Let me show things. Let me have a demeanor, a spirit, an attitude that inspires people everywhere that I go. Like, you know, man, sister so-and-so, you got, you always have a smile on your face, right? That's inspiring. Always have a smile on your face. Always, you're always so delighted to greet everyone. You know, I see you at the grocery store and you always go out of your way to say hello or, you know, you're inspiring people. You need to have a desire to inspire people if you're going to be a servant leader every day. Every day. As a servant leader, um, we, 
we don't have days to waste where I can, you know, no. be hidden in my shell. And I'm not saying people don't need time away, but on your time away, you know, be careful because you still need to be an inspiration to others. Um, Jesus doesn't take vacations. <laughs> no. Right. And so, and again, that doesn't mean we don't take time off, but I'm an apostolic. I'm a Christian. I'm a servant leader everywhere that I go. So whether I'm, you know, at the coast or in the mountains or wherever I'm at, I'm, I'm there to inspire people. That needs to be your attitude. Yeah. This, and you know, this is so important because it's something we're talking about it now. This is, I mean, let me rewind myself a couple of years back. I'm going to, I'm going to share something. It was, it was actually a, a huge failure on, on my end. I feel, um, my wife and I, we were outreaching to uh, one of my really good friends. His, his wife came to, she came to church with us. Um, we, you know, we were, I mean, we started from, I mean, she was, she was born and raised Catholic. Yeah. So we, we, you know, we're teaching her about oneness and all these, all these things that are very important for people just to even want to go to, to our type of church, you know, things that they want to understand and know before they even come in. You know, one day we invited and we invited her many, many times. You know, the answer was always, oh, okay, well, well, I'll see. But finally she came. And man, if God didn't touch her like the, I, I want to say it was the very first service she came, she felt probably what I felt the first time I walked in church. Right. Because it intrigued her. Yeah. She kept coming. Um, that's cool. She, she was one of, she got baptized in Jesus name. Um, and she was living the life. And, you know, I would say even, um, this was during her husband was actually deployed at the time. Mm-hmm. And so she was making this drastic change while he was gone, you know. And one thing I wish I would, me and my wife always look back, and this is our failure, is I wish we would have taught her to be in the Word, to Bible study. Yeah. And and this goes along the line. You said you don't have the time. You don't know how much time you had. You know, I didn't know how important it would have been to get her in her Word just because I'm not where I'm at now. But if you're listening, I'm telling you, it is important. If if you, even if you're not in a leadership position, if you're in a position in someone's life to to reach out to them and they trust you enough to let you in their proximity, teach them to get in their word. Yes, but you need to be there. This you is, need to be there. This is the way I've learned to look at either relationships like that, relationships with elders, relationships with people that I'm winning. I've learned to use this concept right here. Think about it in manners of if a person passed away, one of the most common things that someone says is, I could have made more time to spend with them. Yeah. I could have. As busy as I was, I could have made more time to show them how to Bible study or to teach them how to be this or or to learn this from them or that from them, whatever it is. Um, in the end, you can make time for whatever you really want to make time for. Absolutely. And it's um, important. It, it, it's people. I mean, uh, this, this person I'm talking about, she's no longer, you yeah. know, she doesn't live for God anymore. She's backslidden. So it's like, if, if I would have drilled the importance of like, Hey, this is why you got to be in your word and, and things, these things that we're talking about in this podcast. Yeah. We, who knows where she'd be at today? You know, could she right. want her husband over, you know? And, and these are, and these are still today, like really good friends of, of ours. You know, and we, we, we do, I use a lot of wisdom when I'm reaching because I don't know if like she's hurt or whatever yeah. it is, but, um, these are, these are the things that I wish I can have back. And I wish I had these, these examples. I don't know what uh, right. this podcast to kind of no. influence that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. Um, an experience of my wife and I have had several times, um, not just with new converts, but with people that we don't even know. We've been at restaurants when our boys were smaller, um, eight, nine, 12 years, 10 years old, 12 years old, smaller. 
we've been in a restaurant sitting down and our boys are sitting down eating and behaving themselves and doing what was right. And we've had people, families, mothers and fathers walk up and say, your, your kids are so well behaved. Yeah. Wow. Where are you? Are you guys from here? Wow. You, we just inspired them. And we've had some of them show up to church based on that interaction. Um, that's inspiring. And so there's a lot to it. Yeah. There's a lot to being an inspiration. Our behaviors can inspire a lot of people. Man, I, how, how many how many of us know elders that were consistent in the church, that were consistent at work days? And like, man, he was always just there. What an inspiration. He was always just there. Man, I miss him so much. I think of at our own local church, I think of Brother Dale all the time oh, who passed away. Such an inspiration with the way that he lived. The way he lived was just on a daily basis was such an inspiration. And, you know, we we need to desire to be that to others all of the time. Be an inspiration to others. It's such a huge deal. Yeah, Elder Dale was just an inspiration the way he would run these aisles. And he was just in age. 87 years old. Wow. And and I know when he would start running, you'd see our youth. And oh. that is, man, that's. He would take off. I mean, he would, to him and to us, he was running a million miles an hour. But anybody else, he was going one. (laughs) But to us, it was 100 miles an hour, and it was powerful, and it was impacting. And I think of him all the time. It's inspirational. It's inspirational. (laughs) Every service, you know? Yeah. Um, So this podcast on this one, this episode on communication um, it's a really important one. If you're a servant leader, several of these concepts will you you need to catch and kind of go over. I think we've gone over a lot. Communication is such a huge. Um, there's those words again. Big deal. Big deal. <laughs> yeah, this is a big deal. All these things are big deals. I hope you treat what we're talking about as a big deal to you. We want to inspire you. Our our church here in California City has grown exponentially. Um, in ways overnight, people have grown. Um, and it's because we put many of these things to practice in our church. Um, and if you do these things, you are a servant leader, you're a leader in your church and you want to get into servant leadership, listen to these podcasts, download them, go back. We're on Apple podcasts. We're on, uh, Google podcasts, Spotify. You can go back and listen to these things. We're trying to keep up, um, with this because it is something that's really important to both of us. Um, I want churches across the globe to catch this. We want to inspire people with this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, go back and listen to these things, uh, the definitions of what we're talking about, and define where you're at. Yeah. Define where you're at, because uh, if you can become an effective communicator, if you can learn to self-evaluate, if – if you can identify how you're serving in your local church, how you're de- discipling people. And, you know, I, I would, if I can interject this, but get with your pastor, you know, get with your pastor and see how you can help lead. Um, you know, where, where do you fit in on that? If maybe, maybe you're just sitting, uh, maybe you're just a saint and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you want to branch out, you want to do a Bible study, maybe see how you can, you know, get, get involved in, 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 and help out, uh, be a help to your people, you know, but it's all going to start with you. Again, you got to evaluate yourself and see where you stand on a lot of things, you know, right. evaluate yourself. Um, 
Go back and listen to these podcasts. Go back. Apple, Google, Spotify, um, Pandora. There's there's different places. You know, and of course, you know, right now we're trying to put a podcast, a new one out every Monday, uh, 5 p.m. on Holy HGR2, Holy Ghost Radio. Um, you want to go to that and listen to us. Uh, that's when it fresh comes out new. But you want to go back and um, listen to these things again. Yeah. Listen to them again so you can say, hey, is there something that I missed? These kind of things, in my opinion, this shouldn't be a one-time listen. No. You need to go back and listen to this again so that way you can catch nuggets that are there um, so you can apply this better or apply this to your uh Leadership, servant leadership. I'm not sure which word I'm looking for right now. I just want you to, I want people to catch what we're doing. Um, because I feel like it's missing in our churches. It's missing in ministry. It's missing in those that want to develop and, and want to be used by God. Servant leadership is, uh, central. It's important. It is, uh, one of the greatest things that you can aspire to be a servant leader in a church. Uh, to spread the gospel, you need to be willing to be a servant leader. So go back, check these things out, listen to this again. Even if you think you got it, do it again. <laughs> yeah. If you think you'd listen, you've got this. You know, when I'm in the army, when I was in the army, I marched for 15 years. <laughs> I want. I want to say it was 15 years later when I marched, yeah. and I was not good at it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah. I mean, we're marching. We're practicing basic concepts all the time. So you need to go back and listen to these. Yeah, boot camp, you get, it, you get it down, right? You, you can get march it down. like no, no other, but yeah. then, you know, you don't practice it for a while. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, when we had to march, I, I remember it was in a Airman Leadership School. We had to go out there and march and command each other to march. And it was like, man, you should have seen us. We look terrible. Yeah. We probably look like uh, the that uh, the Iraqi army you're yeah. talking about, where, <laughs> right? Where they didn't know they're left from right, but we were just, you know, we had to we had to go back and brush up on those skills. Right. And that's why I'd say, like, if if you feel like, hey, I could go back, I can, if you could just glean a little bit, you may have all the skills, all the tools. This is nothing foreign to you. Um, I, you know, I get it. Yeah, we're we're I feel like we're doing this from a very humble humble place, but. Is not to say that it couldn't help out somebody. If you're someone who wants to lead and you're you're chomping at the bit, listen to this. Humble your heart, pray about it, but listen to these things because they're going to help you. But if you're someone who you know, uh, I I could never lead. Listen to this. It may there's some concepts in here that these are years of 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 learning and and these apply and not just in life, family, right. home. And let me tell you this: everyone is a leader. Everyone's a servant leader. But you just may not be practicing it the way you're supposed yeah, absolutely. to. Absolutely, You may not be self-aware of yourself. And there's one right there. Become self-aware. Try to become self-aware that someone out there is watching me where I go. I represent God in everything that I do. Yeah. If you're in the church, you're a leader. You're a like, leader. You're being watched. You are being my... watched. Someone's oh, watching man. you. Yeah. Someone's learning from you somewhere. Children, coworkers, everything you do is representing God. And we want to do that better and better. And better and better. Yeah. So, uh, amen. Let's grow. Amen. Thank you very much. Love y'all. Hope you're getting some out of this. God bless. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com.
The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.